You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To begin, I'm Paige Shin Zion, and uh, if we could dedicate today's class, Lilan Nishmat. Ovadia ben Rivka, his neshama should have an aliyah. In, uh, and they, as they say in Yiddish, a lichtige Thank you. Thank you. And a refuah for Dora Basris. Okay, so we are on page Shin Yud Zion. What we are going to look at today is the Alshech's perspective on what the Luchos were. Or for you guys, the Luchot. And what, what, what were they? What were they? The Torah seems to use very mysterious terms in describing the Luchos. So if you look on page Shin Yud Zion, on the, which is page 741, um, on the inside of the page, Va'amru, the Torah says, Va'amru, the Torah says, Bahar Sinai, Luchos Edus. He says, "Kehalo yiksha al amro vayiten al Moshe." It says the problem here is the fact that it says in the Torah that Hashem gave the luchos to Moshe. Lo yimana. So I, I don't understand. It's got to be one of these options. Oh hoya luchos ruchanius, oh gashmius. Either the luchos are spiritual, meaning that they are intangible and abstract. Ogashmius, or they are physical things. Imruchanius, because you can be one or the other. Right? Everything is either one or the other. Is it binary? Right, because that's the world seems to be binary. Physical or spiritual. That's uh, getting ahead. Right? So, Imruchanius, if they are spiritual objects, Ech kibla Moshe bekapo, how does Moshe hold them in his hands? Ve'im gashmius, and if they are physical objects, Ech nasanam lohu yuzbarach, how does Hashem give them to Moshe? Ve'eza aderach ha'yelo yuzbarach, mavo lachos davar gashmi, for what means does Hashem have to hold on to something physical? Al-Kain, so to answer this question, the Torah says, Bahar Sinai, Kilomar, Al yipalei be'inecha. Don't wonder. Kibo Moshe osam how Moshe can hold them. Ki alo al kenitnu lo bahar Sinai v'lo b'amarum. Is that even though Moshe Moshe goes up higher than Har Sinai, Moshe goes up to the place which we call Marom. Uh, Moshe alal amarom. Moshe went up basically to heaven. So Moshe reaches this higher place than that, but yet, when Hashem wants to give him the luchos, he does not give him the luchos in Marom. He first sends Moshe down to the mountain, and that is, because in order to that, for them to have a physical element, she is supposed by Moshe, Moshe should be able to hold it. Hashem sends Moshe back down into the physical plane, onto the top of the mountain. The luchos were given from above. Yadua, who we know, in heaven, they were a concept, a abstract, um, intangible object. 
as they shifted into this world, Kanu Gashmi, it took on a physical vestment. It's the transmi- transition between the worlds. Kasher Yikra Lamalachim Abayim Lamata Laaretz, as happens to angels when they come down into this world. As we know, the Rambam describes this at length. Angels have no bodies. Angels are concepts and ideas. They are messengerships of Hashem. They don't have any physicality. However, when they come down into the world, in order to function within this world, they have to take on a physical shape. Now, because angels are kind of like Ishim, they are humanoid, so therefore they take on the human form, and as we've discussed, depending on the kind of angel it is, that's the kind of form which they will take. But it's a... It's a um, as they transpose into this world, they take on the definitions of this world. It says in the same way, the luchos are not physical. They're spiritual, they're conceptual, they're abstract, they're ethereal. But as they pass through into this realm, they take on a physical equivalent of what their true essence is. They're not corporal, how can they be humanoid? No, because no, because humans are also not corporal. You have a body, but your true you is your neshama. When you come down into the world, and you have to take on a body. Okay. So he says, because to appear before people as humans, mislabshim gashus ba, they have to take on some element of physicality. Achlo yislabshu ba'odam lamala. Of course, they don't take on that physical element while they're in heaven. It's only when they come down into this world. So, when on earth, do like the earthlings. And so, they take on this physical form. Because above, in the world of the angels, where there is no physicality, they don't even have the option of physicality because the whole concept of physicality doesn't exist. He says, This was the same by the Luchos. They didn't take on any physicality. So Moshe goes down onto the mountain of Har Sinai from Marom, wherever that is, from above. And then, as the Luchos are transmitted from Marom to Har Sinai, Moshe is there in his physical form to accept the physical version of the Luchos. Question. If Moshe went above Mount Sinai and the Har Sinai, did he lose his physicality? While to a certain extent. I mean, he goes 40 days and 40 nights without drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, why I'm, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Basically, basically. I mean, that, that, he has a whole discussion on that uh, separately, but basically that's the approach he's going to have. Okay. Is there something, you know, on the layers of the spirits that, you know, uh, Torah is Hakma is a big... Uh, getting into the spheres is a whole uh, separate study, okay. and uh, it, it would connect, but that would be beyond, okay. beyond our discussion. Vishema Tomar. He says, but then he'll ask, Im kein efo, if that's true, My, I still have a question of how could Hashem give them? I get how Moshe receives them. 
But how could Hashem give the, give them, as the Torah seems to suggest, that Hashem gave it from His hands? Which means Hashem was grasping it. That's a spiritual grasp. Yeah, but the Torah describes Hashem giving it from hand to hand but to every Moshe. every time we use a euphemism, you know, the, the, the finger of God, whatever. The, the right, words. right. The problem is that he's saying that that would be true if it's being passed from a physical realm to a physical realm. Then you could say it's a metaphor. But here, since it's being passed from a spiritual realm into a physical realm, so then since by the physical realm it's literal, here in the spiritual realm, he's also going to understand that it's literal. So he's going to want to understand what does that mean that Hashem is transmitting it. You'll see from his answer how he's where he's going. He says the answer is Halo ki because these are the tablets of testimony. Because the luchos were the Torah, which is holy. Which is, I think, what kind of everyone where everyone was going is that in the spiritual realm, Hashem is able to grasp them as if in the physical realm we're able to grasp something physical. And his point is to explain in the verses. The reason why he was given on Har Sinai, so that Moshe should be able to hold them, which is why they're given on the mountain and not in heavens. Luchos Evan, they are stone tablets, Mamoshius, literal stone tablets, but as we'll see in a second, only in this world. Below Ruchanius, and they're not spiritual, Kisham Nizgashmu, because they took on the physicality as they came down. But when we talk about the tablets of testimony, it's an incredible pshat that he's going to share with us. Hashem holds on to the Torah. And in the upper realm, they were pure Torah. Meaning, uh, it's hard to, hard to even give it form, but the uh, um, saying is like this, that that the luchos in this world are made of a material called evan. And the luchos in the upper world are made of a material called testimony. Edut. Edus. And edus will translate into the physical world. As it comes down, it'll turn into stone which is why stones are used for uh, testimony and for uh, peace treaties and all of that. Not but so but if you if you take it back up into the upper world, it looks like testimony, and it comes down into the, this world, and it looks like Evan. And that's the image that the Alshech wants us to picture in our minds Please. of the Luchos. So is Evan more general than saying Sapphire? Why wasn't it said sapphire? It, Evan. Sapphire is the kind of stone it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of stone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so on other forms too, wood, gold. It would be a different idea. So every object in this world, every object in this world, if you would pass it up across this line, pass it into something else, it would turn into the object that of the idea it represents, and that's that's this amazing image. 
that the that he has. So when we talk about um, you know we mentioned this uh, a number of classes ago about the, you know the angels wanting the Torah and the question is well how does it translate how can they keep the Torah and the answer is because everything in this world has a translation in the upper world which would make perfect sense for the angels. So if we were to take this entire room and put uh, put it up above that line, every object in this room would take would become a concept. And each object would be a different concept. So this would be a the concept of reception of something more fluid, while this might be the concept of reception of something more, um, I say, put together but solid. So solid will work, and this will this will be the the concept of trans. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point, but it would all translate into. So he says, That's why the Torah continues. Written by the finger of God. Because they were written, meaning these are not physical letters, these are spiritual letters. As we know, when Moshe comes down and sees the Jewish people worshipping the golden calf, the letters float off of the luchos into the air. And the luchos are really heavy. Meaning, Moshe is holding them, he's holding these it's six tefach, which let's go if a tefach is four inches. So we're talking about 24 by 24 inches of solid stone, two of them. And he's holding them both Hundreds. in one hand, right? They bring you 30 commandments. Is it, uh, is it 15 commandments? Or three tablets, yeah, right? Yeah. right? So basically, the, Ten commandments. Uh, the, the, the letters float up, and now it doesn't have those letters, and it just falls. Question on this. They, they were carved, so the, the, the carvings... Well, what we're going to get, we're going to get to all that. Does he draft them, or does he throw them down? <coughs> well, he lets go. Man, boy, it came so heavy at that moment; it was like a sudden shock. Yeah, but it was still it was still an act of letting go, right? So he says, "Kamosha Amruzal, I say, just teach us." Oh, I'm sorry. Shehu kikasha nishma sa'adam mekayemes es aguf. So he says, "Picture that the soul in the body keeps the body alive." When the sun is vochius and gives it life, there's no eyabekalos to very easily move around. Uh, they have yet to resolve with all the science in the world, what is the secret of life? They can measure when someone's alive, but they're really technically, physically, there is no physical difference between someone who's passed away and someone who's living other than the fact that one's alive and one's dead. So you can see the fu- the brain has functioned, but there's no reason why the brain shouldn't be functioning. In some cases there is a reason, but there are many cases where someone simply passes from the world. There's no physical difference. It's just the soul left the body. And we scientists simply cannot understand that this is what people have been struggling to try to figure out, especially especially for those who aren't religious, so uh, to uh, to understand that there's something supernatural which is giving you life is something which they really have trouble with. But throughout the, this has been a mystery, and this is where we have 
you know, the whole uh, uh, Mary Shelley's uh, Frankenstein is all about, you know, this question of what is life really? Can we artificially create life? We can artificially create mobility and motion and thought and all that, but not life. You have lightning. Uh, you know, lightning, yeah. And 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 it's alive! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, though, that when you clone something... Hashem lets it have a neshama. We created the cloning. No, but that's still a process of life carrying on. That's just the process of conception. Oh, but uh, but that's that's you haven't created life from nothing, right? Okay. In the ancient and medieval worlds, life was death was the mystery, not so much life. The, the, the modern approach of the mind uh, uh, in this abstraction and mathematics and so forth makes life. What is the secret? But right. the golem, we were, we were able to, you know, the golem made the golem, and other people did. More. No, that didn't have an ashama. That's a robot. Like an automaton. Okay. So, so he's saying that the same way that the neshama is in the body and it becomes the soul to the body, Kain Hayahadavar Azay, he says you should know Kiaksiva, the writing, shows while Yado Yuzbarach, which is by Hashem's hand, metaphorically speaking, is not that God has a big giant um, pen. It was a spiritual creation by God, which became the soul to these stone tablets. The stone tablets are a physical body, and the writing of God is the soul to that physical body. Maluchos kiyachas aguf, and the luchos are like the body. Ka'amar mavor atzlenu bebereshis rabba. Ma'kem befrach haosios. So when the letters go away, nisharu kvedos, the luchos became dead weight. Kasha yichba the adam it says nafsho, just like a person when they die, it becomes harder to hold them. So these are stone tablets from their physical side. But written with the finger of God, which is the spiritual side. So that's how you should imagine the transmission of the luchos. Who is Baruch Moshe? When Hashem is giving it to Moshe, so picture Hashem in the spiritual realm, theoretically, passing along a theoretical object through the space where theory turns into reality, in our sense, and as it turns from a concept into a physical, Moshe's hands are there to catch what Hashem is allowing this soul to transfer into this body, which Moshe receives as he now has this child, which is the goof within the Shama inside. What an imagery of the Alshech. And that's how you have the two together. Is this why, according to the Alshech, the, um, the Aron didn't actually carry it itself because it, it had in them the letters that had this 
sort of ethereal. Well, he actually sa- he actually says that. Yeah. Oh, he says this yeah, later. Yeah, he says this. Oh. Uh, I don't know if uh, we're going to do that part because it's a long piece. But yeah, basically, he says it was no seas no sub because of this concept. Right. It's because it's uh, now, now the second Lufos didn't have the same characteristics. Or uh, so, well, he does. He does. He has a lot on the Lufos, but we'll, we'll see how much we can get to. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll get to that that section as well. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, page Shin Lamed, where he's going to continue on this subject. So we're going to get to the point you're making. Page Shin Lamed. Oto Evan? Oto... Sugevin. Page Shin Lamed, Od Yitachin. This is page 754 on the outside. Kihoru Lanamalas Aluchos, the Torah is trying to teach you the greatness of the Luchos. Kilahusrach Lechroach by Yerida Mahalach Veyored, that was so easy for Moshe to walk up and down with them. Kim Bapniya Shepardal Aredis, as soon as he turned to go down, Miyad Vayered Lamatam in Ahar, so he says, not only. Did it was it easy to carry, but it actually carried you. Mm-hmm. The Al Sheikh says, <coughs> well, that's what that's what your husband was saying uh, about, about the Arut. But he's saying it wasn't just that they were light; they pulled you, but along. they actually moved you. Kalomar alderach aron shal yenose as nosev koshken aluchas atzmam. Certainly, the luchas themselves owed shenis. Moshe was carrying both luchos down in one hand. Both of these are unnatural. Don't wonder about this. They carried the one who carried it. Even though they were physical, they were written by the hand of God. Since they were literally these luchos, see what else was supernatural about it. It was written all the way through from end to end. And as everybody knows, when you read it one way, it read straight. You read it the other way, it read straight. Shehuba Arbat on all four sides. All four sides. Right? How could you possibly have on a physical um, tablet... You should have, it's written, uh, was it, uh, they said that when, when Steve Jobs died, they said that uh, the first thing he did was went to Moshe and updated his tablet. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, how can you have it embedded all the way? Where the, where the etching goes through from end to end. Usually, when you write it one way, and if you look from the other side, it should be backwards. So how does it come out straight on the other side? In fact, it was true on all four sides. Even though they were only carved in one direction. In Kenavi Omer, it must be. Even though they're physical luchos, they maintained 
a great level of spirituality. To carry the one carrying it. In fact, I think he says, this is the Ashach Sam I think it's more obvious than the Aram. Why was the Aram able to carry those people who. Because it held the Luchos inside them. Yeah, but those Luchos were broken and now they were, they were heavy because when the letters flew up. Oh, but it had the new Luchos as well. Yeah, but they didn't have the spiritual uh, emotional dose. Oh well, you're you're making that assumption that that those were they were the same size, so he still had to carry them. So they must have had that spiritual concept. See, So he's saying that what powered the Aaron was the luchas that were inside it. So certainly, while Moshe is holding them, they should have been very light. So it's only when Moshe sees the letters floating in the air, which would have been the letters of the Torah which are in them, which is the names of Hashem. So the question is, how do we resolve? Uh, get, what we're about to learn is just pure alshech because no one else could say this. No one can come up with this stuff. But uh, you know, he's got he's got the the knowledge and he's transmitting it to us. So none of us should be so bold. In call, so Shematomi, you'll ask. In kol kach If there's so much holiness in the writing, im shem gashmiim, even though they are physical. How does the spiritual handle the physical? How do they tolerate each other and function within one uh, object? Our body does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but uh, how does that work? I don't know, I'm not the author. That, well, that's what we have to see. <laughs> he says, now we know every Sefer Torah is written with holiness. And it has spirituality in it. So you'll ask, well, how is there any holiness in any Sefer Torah? But not to the point where the Sefer Torah carries you. So he's saying, once you're at a place where it's so holy that the physicality starts to not have physical properties, such as, say, the Aro not taking up space or having no weight. So at that point, that's where we have this question. Because the regular Sefer Torah is written by the hand of man on physical hide. So you'll tell me that it's because it has the writing of God on it. I'm also wondering about that. How does God write on a physical stone? The answer to that is written in the Torah. You're right. Had God written it on physical stones, we would have this problem. But God didn't write it on physical stones. God carved the letters in the theoretical, non-corporal, um, non-physical, luchos, and then it was translated and passed through the realm with the writing already on it. Before they became physical for Moshe to receive them, based on the Medrash, 
that when it says in Tehillim, and you say this every week, Kol Hashem Chotzev Lavos Eish, the voice of God, Chotzev, which is hews out or carves out flames of fire. So he says that that's a reference to the luchos. Ki aluchos hayu az lavos eish ruchanios, that the luchos were spiritual fire carvings. Vakol hu adibur hayechotze venechkach behem. The letters, as they were in the upper realm, were the spoken words of Hashem. That's a pretty deep concept. There's no pen drawing with ink or carving in stone. God spoke the words, and God's spoken word, this chotzev lavos eish, is carving, and that those words are are the actual letters within the luchos, which when comes down into this world, it's the physical translation of the um, I don't run, there's no in words in the English language for this, right? But of what? Of these spiritual fire carvings, i.e., the sound and the voice of God as it transmits into this world becomes these carvings in the physical world, which are supposed to be a. A, a transformation, a transposition of this um, voicely fire carvings of the word of God. It's like the burning bush. That's why it didn't burn. It's the same kind like of fire. Laser, right. But it's, it's the laser of Hashem's words as it becomes physical. So in this world, it's going to have trouble having any of our properties or definitions. Why couldn't Hashem have just carved it, you know, in this world. Like, why couldn't it have been in the physical physical God? Then it wouldn't have this level of holiness. Well, what about creation? With his Dibur, he formed creation. And creation is quite mundane. Uh, Because God God did that soul thing to us. But he did it... And that's a breath of God. Very similar idea. But he did it in the physical world. No, no, first God created us the, these clay bodies and then he gave us this soul and that soul is going to have the same problems, the same contradictions as, as Ricky pointed out. So we're going to have to have some kind of resolution to that too. Is there something of the re- receptivity of the person receded? Moshe was able to... Well, right, well we, he has a separate discussion on Moshe. He's just focused on the Luchos themselves. Okay, but that's how he could bring them down. Well, Moshe doesn't bring them down at this point. All he's saying is that Moshe receives them. What he has to deal with later is with Moshe and the second Luchos, right. how Moshe has to use his... Right, so he yeah. explains that Moshe needs another 40 days in the mountain. He has a whole thing on that at the end of the parsha. But the burning bush didn't have the physical properties of fire because it didn't burn the bush, but Hashem's voice came through it. So it's the same kind of... Right, right but th- th- there's different, because there, it's just an image of fire burning. Here, we want the carvings to be the carvings of God. And that's that's already more difficult. Okay. I saw to speak about the... All the Jews heard the first two utterances, as it were. But what would be the form of the voice that they would be Right, so so you see the the form of the voice. That's a really to- real tough one. But all we're learning is that the voice of God, as it was connected 
to the concept of the tablets. And then both the voice of God and the space which the voice was embedded upon were transformed into this world, it took the shape of the luchos. Well, that's a whole, that's a whole nother concept. Right? Okay, again, this is deep stuff. This is very complicated stuff, but let's try to understand this a little better. That's why it says in the Torah, um, I'm sorry, I skipped a few lines. You'll ask, after they become physical, because she kable Moshe for Moshe to receive them, gamnis abe ruchaniya So then, even the writing itself had to take on a physical translation. Mm-hmm. So then, what should have happened is the spirituality, meaning the words of God, should have left it as it turns into stone. Stone shouldn't be able to hold that much the word of God in physical form. Look what an amazing thing Hashem did. Hashem could have made that the letters should stick out of the luchos. But if that would have happened, but then what would have happened is, God, if it would have been that they stuck out, What's the term for that? We are in that, but there's a technical term for letters which are written Rage. in that form. Relief. relief. Right? A relief. If it would have been a relief, the letters, they would have stuck out. In the spiritual realm, he says, in, when that would have translated into the physical realm, there would have been no physical version of that. It couldn't have happened. Because such physical stone can't find any way to take on the form of the voice of God. Without separating from God. But because they're empty space, which is non-physical, at least they could handle the spiritual concept. So the engraved spaces was empty and therefore more connected to the spiritual realm. And so the luchas themselves are physical translations of the tablets that God created in concept. But the voice of God couldn't turn into physical letters, had to turn into empty space. Because there's no, and so therefore, it takes on definitions of empty space beyond we can understand. In all four directions, you can read it, because it's the empty space translation of the Word of God. In fact, the engraved space is much higher level than the physical. That's why it wasn't a relief, it wasn't protruding. So he says, with this you'll understand, charus al haluchos. You don't engrave something on something, you engrave something in. It doesn't say in. Right? And the answer is, because it was charus, it had to be engraved, because al haluchos, it was spiritually above anything physical that the luchos could give it. Okay. Um, okay, now here, 
uh, if we have time for just a, a few more lines, I want to put this in, in the next paragraph. So usually, when you cut letters into a tablet, um, whatever the space of the letters is, that's how much less material material you have. So it's engraved by what's left over. So he says, again, get this, the physical luchos were still, were still six by six solid stone. Complete. It was all stone. It was complete. Nothing was removed from them. Inserted into the solid stone was the space of this empty space with letters in it without that removing didn't, anything. without removing any of the stone. No, nothing's pushed aside. It goes straight through while it's all still there. So he says, nothing, nothing was missing from them. You know why? Because there's not actual writing or engraving. It's the voice of God that's passing through the stone while the stone is solid. Kol Hashem, Chotzev Lavas Eish, the voice of God, is quarrying flames of fire. Kyo Chotzev, it was cutting straight through, but it took nothing away. That's why the Mem and Samach are hanging by a miracle. Right, because we know you can't do it. And the answer is because there was nothing missing. Okay, one more point. Um, which means usually when I engrave before I begin to engrave the letters don't exist the existence of those letters those letters already existed so it's just we can't see it because it's empty space you can't see empty space within empty space. So that those empty spaces were inserted into the solid stone of the luchos just so that the luchos become the key to be able to visualize these letters which are in the air. Like a backdrop. You wouldn't be able yeah. to see it without a backdrop. Right, right. So the luchos become the, the green screen. Right? Yeah. To be able to... to uh, is the blue screen now? They still use the green screen? Yeah. Uh, it's okay, so, Rabbi, we're impressed you know either one. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the, the luchos become this, so, I mean, this is, this is, these are ideas that the Al-Shech is sharing. We, we like, we have all these mashalim today and our, these concepts didn't even exist in theory in the world the Al-Shech was living in. You know, this kind of idea that you can have something in the air and only when you place it onto the luchos and then the luchos have to be able to hold 
um, to be able to tolerate and to handle these letters that are being asserted without them taking up any space, without them diminishing anything from the Luchos. And as we saw in the beginning, that this is actually the voice of God as is being um, transformed. The, the Alshach goes on a little bit more, but we're going to end here just to understand. And he, he goes on to quote that Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that says that the Luchos were created by Nashmashas. It says the Ksav and the Michtav, the letters and the... so. What we understand is that we have all these spiritual concepts, but the Alshech, most amazingly, shows how each of these things is almost clearly written in the Torah. May we merit, um, you know, the Luchos are, are, not, are not gone. They're there. They are underneath the Temple Mount somewhere. And uh, may, may we come the time when we should be able to witness and see these things with our own eyes. Amen. You know, once again, we should be as a chut aliyah neshama for Avadia ben, 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 father, mother. Ba'azoni, and a full shlema for the Torah about about Ruth. All right, Be'ezat Hashem. So he he goes on later and discusses the second luchas, and he says basically that what Moshe, what Hashem is trying to do is to help Moshe recapture um, some of these elements. It's interesting. The gold can carry the sparks of the neshamas. But sapphire, like the Kisiyakovot, it has this different property for carrying Hashem's word and His images. It's 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 got, it's a different medium that He needs to use for right. that particular right. thing, as opposed st- to gold. Right. And you still need the, you still need the, the gold, the wood, and the gold. Right. The iron itself. That's so cool. Right. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.